the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. With Pat and Stu for Glenn this week. You know who's great, Stu, is uh, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago. And I have to say, Solid. great and attractive. Oh, more than attractive. Okay. Absolutely beautiful. You seem to have left that out, and I was I was worried about people who wouldn't know our opinion on her, her appearance. And you definitely wanted high. them to know? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, it's very high. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, we will talk about that and uh, share with you her latest in about 60 seconds. The world of business has gotten harder to exist in, especially for people of integrity. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. Everywhere you look, companies are towing the woke left line just because they've been bullied into thinking it's the only way. And when the left's bullying leaves off, their support of ESG scores and all the rest will, you know, make make it even worse you need to treasure the few businesses who actually stand for the values you believe in one of those is patriot mobile patriot mobile has plans to fit any budget and their 100 percent us-based customer support team gives amazing personal service patriot mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom constitutional rights sanctity of life and our veterans and first responders. If you're paying too much for your cell phone service, make the important switch over to Patriot Mobile today. Great service and great causes tied to Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT and get free activation with the offer code Beck. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make the uh, switch today. And between the media, the left, the rhinos, we need to stick together. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. It's 972-PATRIOT for Patriot Mobile. Well, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of uh, Chicago, is so profound and such a peacemaker. Uh, I've noticed that, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And attractive. (laughs) Physically beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you really feel that way because you've brought it up several times. Have I now? Yeah. Because I, you know, it's the first thing that hits my brain when I think of Lori Lightfoot. Okay. And sometimes I just blurt it out. Mm -hmm. I hadn't realized that I had already said it. So I apologize for that. No, that's all right. I mean, you feel strongly, obviously. You feel strongly about it. Yeah. I mean, it's a a bit redundant, you Mm -hmm. know, because I just keep saying it. But I want people to understand it's difficult to consider the, the, the regime uh, mm-hmm. The administration mm-hmm. of 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 Lori Lightfoot, without mm-hmm. factoring in that you know people mm. notice right away how pretty she is. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, if I didn't know better, uh, if if I didn't realize that you're happily married, right? I might think that you yeah, you got kind of a thing for. Her. I'm a bit concerned mm. that my wife might be listening mm-hmm. because you know it's di- mm. it's look it's difficult. I'm a guy. You know, I'm just, I'm a straight out all American male. Right. And, you know, you you see someone like Lori Lightfoot and And you're a cis male, right? You're cis. I I am. Yeah. Yeah. I am Mm -hmm. cis male. Mm -hmm. Now I was not born a cis male, of course, had a transitioned. Actually, I transitioned in 1989. (laughs) Did you? But then I transitioned back in 1999. Now it was not, I'm not saying I rejected my initial transition because that would be uh, that that's when people do that mm-hmm. and even if you cover it in the news you're called a hater and you get uh, thrown out of the media yeah so i just transitioned twice and oh. just happened to end up in the same spot which okay. is just it just happenstance but you just thought you'd try it out for a decade or so and then 
And then you, you went know back. what? No, Pat. No, I no, was born that right, way. Bo- I was right. born a person. That's what I forgot. Who transitioned okay. once and then transitioned <laughs> back. Yeah. Individually. Okay. Not retracing my steps. Mm-hmm. I just decided to because of the way I was born to yeah. transition back and then <laughs> because of the way you were born and mainly a lot I will say a good chunk of the reason I transitioned back mm-hmm. was Lori Lightfoot oh wow you know just just so attractive wow even so back then in 1999 <laughs> oh yeah you think she's good looking now <laughs> imagine her back in 1999 I can't I can't imagine it <laughs> oh, I, I can't. can't I can't either nor do I necessarily want to <laughs> Uh, but anyway, you were talking about the yes. very attractive mayor of Chicago uh, and her peacemaking ability right now. She talked about, you know, how toxic our discourse is right now. Here's what she had to say yesterday. And then we'll show you an example of what she's talking about oh, from okay. last Good. week. The toxicity in our mm-hmm. public discourse yeah. is a thing that I think we should all be concerned about. It's true. Right? And it's mm-hmm. ironic, obviously, that we're having this conversation. It is and ironic. What on uh-huh. Independence Day. Yeah. You know, we're not like a lot of other countries where uh, independence, their version of Independence Day is marked with, you know, tr- uh, troops and mm-hmm. tanks. And yeah. no, what we do in the United States is we come together yeah. as a community. Yeah, yeah. And here, here's her coming together last week. He said, thank you, Clarence Thomas. Oh, yeah. F, F you, Clarence Thomas. So that's... Uh, Ironic, I think, is the word she used. used. Yeah, that's a good word. It, it really it's is a good word. Ironic, mm-hmm. and I might throw in mm, hypocritical. Really? Uh, yeah, I might throw in, that in, in. In what way, Pat? In the way that she's talking about the toxicity in our discourse after having been toxic in her discourse just last week. Mm. But if she would have handled it a little bit differently and said, you know what? Just last week I was saying F you to Clarence Thomas. And I've decided that's too toxic. Would it, It'd be a little different. It would be an interesting approach, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, there is that. There, you, there is something to that. And I, politicians, whether they meant it or not, used to exploit moments like that. They're, they used to make a big mm-hmm. deal out of it. Yeah. You know, when your side did something wrong, you call them out. You know, I, I mean, not to bring up the the example that's been brought up a million times, but that social, sister soldier moment of the Clinton administration, where he kind of called out like uh, his uh, people who were his own supporters. Yeah, and it, I think it earned him some level of respect at that time from mm-hmm. people across the aisle who said, "Wait a minute, thanks for calling those idiots out." And I think that there's something to that. It, there used to be. You know, and especially when you're doing it yourself, you're calling out yourself for your own behavior. You're right. She makes yeah. a statement. She says, look, the toxicity is a problem. Now, look, there's you know, I don't like the the state of our debate in this country. And I'm a person who just told you and to show you how much effort I made on this. Mm-hmm. I'm a conservative. Mm-hmm. Lori Lightfoot's a Democrat. And I've said nothing but how attractive she is the entire show. <laughs> that is an example <laughs> Of coming across the aisle yeah. and, and citing Reaching something out. positive yeah. about someone on the other side. So I mm. obviously lead the way obviously. on this. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. But like, you know, and I'm a person who's, you know, sold Nancy Pelosi sucks pens. Right. And Andrew Cuomo is awful Which mugs. some may say that was toxic. <laughs> that, maybe some might say that. And I, I don't necessarily love that that's how we do things here. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think it's the greatest thing in the world. I do. Hmm constantly engage in it but i don't necessarily <laughs> think it's the greatest way mm. to run a country but there is 
literally no evidence whatsoever that our political toxicity has anything to do with the shooting. This person seems to be completely nuts. He's mm-hmm. got tattoos all over his face. He uh, has been talking about, fantasizing about, uh, and rapping about school shootings for God knows how long. This does not seem to be one of these things where he's like, I just don't agree with the minimum wage policies of this country. That doesn't seem to be an example of this at all. The, the, the response every single time, especially from the left, about guns after every shooting strikes me as particularly toxic. They, they tend to blame uh, the, they put the blood on the hands of their political opponents. That's pretty toxic, but I don't think that's what she's referring to here. This is not an example of some person, at least as we know right now, and maybe we'll find this out. There has been some rumors of some of his postings having uh, some quote unquote right wing and they you know, that encompasses everything to the, to the media. When someone does something bad, every everything they post is quote unquote right wing. So I don't know mm-hmm. yet if this is accurate. But it doesn't seem to be politically motivated. It's, it seems to be random. It seems to be a very troubled person doing some very troubling things. It does not seem to be a politically motivated crime. No, it So doesn't. what does our toxicity have to do with that? Uh, nothing. Nothing. So what, it's just like these standard talking points that the very attractive Lori Lightfoot, she's keeps trotting out <laughs> after she just <laughs> violated them yeah. on stage in front of... Tens of thousands of people last week. And how is it that you don't at least acknowledge it? Do you not remember what you did last week? And she's done many times before. Uh, as a matter of fact, she's contributed to the toxicity a lot. I mean, when the pandemic was going on, she's telling everybody, hey, uh, stay in your house. Don't go anywhere. You can't go to gyms. You can't get your hair done. That day she goes out and gets her hair done. And then when she's questioned about it, she's all pissed off. Well, well look, I care about my hygiene. I know the rest of us don't. I, I will say, you know, obviously, she, obviously, she obviously cares about her hygiene. She's very, very attractive. About it. Yeah. This is a person who is right. highly uh, a specimen. Should of, be a supermodel. Well, yeah, I, I, mean, I would say she is. She's mm-hmm. a supermodel without even trying. Mm-hmm. She just walks out every day on stage. Auto supermodel. She's on auto mode, Pat. And look, she needs to get her hair done. She needs to get her hair done. You know, mm-hmm. she's not like us, Pat. No, she's, she's not. not like us. Or she's not like she's important. Know, yeah, I don't. I, we're just dumpy guys. Yeah. You know, what, what, our hair gets cut. It doesn't get cut. When the, the mm. pandemic happened, all of our, uh, all of our, you know, all the haircutting places around here, all the the salons and, and barber shops were closed. And so I sat there for months and months and months without a haircut, like most people did in that period. And you know. Unlike most people, we have to be on camera every day doing our shows, Studios America, Pat Gray Unleashed. Mm-hmm. And did we look a little terrible at times? Mm-hmm. Probably. But you know what? No one cared because no one goes to us for our looks. They do go to Lori Lightfoot for her looks. That's what, why. Why <laughs> do. do people? You know move that for a fact? To, absolutely. Yeah. Why do people move to Chicago? It's nonstop of how violence. Lori right? Like why, why would you go? You Lori Lightfoot. You go for Lori Lightfoot. Yeah. That's why you go there. You move to Chicago specifically wow. to view Lori Lightfoot and just hope you see That's her. interesting in a, because you could view her from afar, <laughs> yeah, actually. But I mean, it's the same thing as watching the Super Bowl live or on tel- television. Right, you want to be there true. in person. You really do. And Lori Lightfoot, uh-huh. a Lori Lightfoot speech is the equivalent to the Super Bowl in my mind. <laughs> and you saw this yesterday with her incredible points. It's amazing that people like Lori Lightfoot are actually in charge of cities. She has been a catastrophe.
Right. Uh, I no, mean, is there anybody who, who argues with this? Anybody, any Democrat in Chicago that would argue with the fact that Lori Lightfoot has been a catastrophe? Yeah. This is not of someone who has his. Now, look, her attractiveness aside, she's not been a good mayor. No, she <laughs> has know? not. Look what's happened in Chicago. Well, she has been the mayor of it. I mean, they had the uh, what do they call it? This the Golden Mile or the. What is it called? In, all those great shops yeah, yeah, yeah. on Michigan Avenue. It's, it's a great city. Chicago it is, is a great city. Yeah. When you're not getting shot. And they were all city. vandalized and they were broken mm-hmm. into on a regular basis for the whole summer of 2020. And and then uh, she's got the shootings that happen every single day. And then every weekend you've got in the dozens of people who've been killed oftentimes killed and wounded by gunfire just normal course of behavior over and over and over that's what's so stunning about it you know it it is it's and it's so bizarre the way that the left approaches this you know there is this constant churn of violence in these cities Mm -hmm. who have been run by democrats for decades and decades and in some instances a half century or more honestly most instances now and it just keeps churning and churning and churning. No one seems to do anything about it. No one seems to care about it. The media doesn't seem to care about it. And you have these three giant uh, buckets of quote-unquote gun violence, which, you know, again, that's kind of a weird way to look at it. You're, you're seemingly blaming the tool used rather than the person using the tool. But let's go with it for a second here. You have these gun violence, these giant buckets. You have the gang violence that goes on, uh, generalized crime in these cities every single day which is a huge chunk of the problem when you're talking about gun violence. Then you have another huge chunk of the problem, which is suicide. About half, half, the, half the gun deaths in this country are suicide. And you have these two huge things that the left doesn't really seem to want to do anything about. They don't care about it. They never talk about it. And then you have this one tiny little fraction, which obviously doesn't matter if you were involved in one of these things. I mean, some of the details coming out of this Highland Park shooting are just heartbreaking i mean absolutely awful in every single way and if you're involved in something like that obviously there's no way to 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 make that pain feel any better but it's like it is a when you're talking about a nation it is a very tiny fraction of what we're talking about when we're talking about gun violence or violence overall and just because the left believes this is the way to convince people that your gun should go away this is how this is the one they go after all the time and you know because often they're guns that are purchased legally much more often than than the typical murder right they go through the system they go they pass through all of these laws Mm -hmm. uh and still are able to often get these guns where you know the typical gun we've talked about this before the, the doj did a study about state and federal prisoners And they asked them, all the people who got caught for gun crimes, they said, hey, where'd you get your gun? They did a survey of them. They found that 1.3% of them got it through a retail purchase. 1.3%. So a lot of them were stealing them from friends, uh, stealing them from uh, from, uh, friends or relatives, uh, giving gifts from friends or relatives. People just gave them the guns. Sometimes they found them on uh, other crime scenes. Sometimes they were bought off the black market. All of these other ways, but none of them regulated. None of them that any of these laws would actually touch. None of them. 
I mean, 1.3%. So they're trying to micromanage the criminal behavior of 1.3% of people who are already criminals by punishing 99.9% of the regular people out there that buy guns and don't use them for the nefarious purposes. It doesn't make any sense. It wouldn't make sense in any other context. But here we are. Because of people like Lori Lightfoot, the very attractive Lori Lightfoot, and other politicians throughout America who use these things for their own advantage. Obviously, Pat, no one could make the statement that Lori Lightfoot made yesterday with a straight face if they actually meant it. Right. You just were on stage saying, F the Supreme Court Justice, Clarence Thomas. And the next day, you're like, you know what we need is civility. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) 888-727-BECK. In life, there are good and bad surprises. Finding 20 bucks, good surprise. Car breaking down, really bad surprise. When you have a car protection plan through CarShield, those bad surprises are a lot easier to handle. CarShield offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month that cover more parts than ever before. When you need a repair, you don't have to deal with the paperwork or the headaches. Just choose the mechanic you want to work with and CarShield administrators will handle the rest. And here's a good surprise. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. So lock in your price by getting coverage today and it'll never go up. CarShield helps make the surprise of your car breaking down easier to handle. Get coverage like I did because I never worry about my trucks at the ranch. I know when I need them, they'll be ready to roll. CarShield.com slash back. 800-391-8888. Save 10% on your plan now. CarShield.com slash back. 800-391-8888. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. We should note that not every mayor is as attractive as Lori Lightfoot, and there are other mayors in this country that are not known necessarily for their their physical beauty, but mm-hmm. are known for their wonderful policies and everything going on in their in their cities. Mm-hmm. For example, the uh, Philadelphia mayor is uh, he wants just a couple of new policies. He's not he, common sense. Mm. Common sense gun reform. Can we get some of that? I know we just passed a giant bill about it. Yeah. But like, why don't we have more done? You know, why don't we do something, Pat? Thank you. Uh, do something. 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 For example, <laughs> uh, this the Philadelphia mayor went to Canada a couple weeks ago. He said, quote, I was in Canada two weeks ago. Yeah. Never thought about a gun. The, uh, the only people who huh. I knew who had guns in Canada were police officers. That's the way it should be here. Yeah. That's pretty consistent with the Second Amendment, right? That's pretty consistent. Yeah. Would you say? I I don't know. And I I know when I go out, the only thing I think of when I'm in the United States of America is guns. (laughs) When when I'm out and about, all I can consider are guns. Mm. Are there guns on that person? Does he have a gun? This is how the left thinks. All the time. This is how they thought about COVID. Yeah. And this is how they think about guns. They, they, yes. they were like, oh my God, that person's a disease vector is how they've spent the last two years. And now that they're finally going outside, they're worried that everyone's going to shoot them. Even though these these situations, while it's a problem, very, very rare, it's important to, to say. Now, there were 51 shot and seven dead in New York over July 4th weekend. Now, you didn't hear anything about that. Because I guess they it didn't happen at a parade. I don't know exactly why you didn't hear about that, but that mm-hmm. that happened. And uh, one. And by of, the way, there's another city where it's very difficult to obtain a gun. Yeah, very difficult. And mm-hmm. the state who mm-hmm. is now like intentionally passing unconstitutional laws 
which right. it literally in the, the opinion from the other uh, day from Clarence Thomas, it talked about how you can't just name like the entire island of Manhattan as a special exempt zone from the carry permits. And then they just basically did that. They're like, well, you can't carry a, you can carry a gun. Of course. I mean, the Supreme Court said, but you can't carry it where other people might be or where there might be light. or darkness but other than that you can carry it wherever you might be Uh um a new york mayor by the way not shot new york mayor's aide was not shot this weekend which is uh news in and of itself i suppose but uh she was robbed uh excuse me he was robbed oh uh, by uh by an uh some person at gunpoint uh forked over his wallet and cell phone and then was assaulted when he refused to abide by the demands so life in the big city is going well, Pat, I guess is my really summary well. here. Yeah. Really and well. I think these policies, if you just continue to roll them out for a couple more decades, give give the Democrats 12, 15 more decades, and these problems are going to start to subside. Well, that's the thing. Give them a chance. Yeah, you got to give them a chance. Give them a chance. Yeah, you know, you're going to find out what's in these bills when you pass them. <laughs> and now that they're passed, just give them a couple of centuries of yeah. constant and unchallenged leadership and everything should be fine. The Glenn Beck Program. These days, you use your personal information to do just about everything, especially when you're online. But with all that information just floating out there, it can make the Internet a practical goldmine for identity thieves. Actually, that's that's not fair to gold miners. Mining is actually hard work. Stealing your identity is dangerously easy. It's also incredibly costly and terribly frustrating if you get hacked. Now is an easy time to join up with LifeLock and help protect yourself with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock monitors your information and alerts you to personal identity threats. And if you are a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock. They can't protect you from everything. Nobody can, but they're the best in the business in my book. 800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 25% off your first year. Identity theft protection starts here. Your daily antidote to the socialism virus. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Yet another poll that bodes so well for uh, our brain-dead president, Joe Biden. He's uh, he's really not doing well in these polls. But, you know, here's the problem. Mm -hmm. They just haven't communicated their message well enough yet to the American people. If they could just communicate what they're trying to do to raise inflation, gas prices, Wait, to uh, allow free flow of illegals and drugs and terrorists across the U.S. border. If they could just communicate why they're doing all of these things, it would be so much better for them. You think you so? Know? You think putting Joe Biden out in front of the people more often for him to you know fall over on a bicycle in public yes, is that's the That's exactly real key? what needs to happen. Yes, exactly. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I, For him I, to stumble and stammer and not be able to get his train of thought going and 
say the wrong numbers. You notice this thing with numbers? He cannot Can give it? a what? number correctly. He can't do it. It doesn't matter if it's written on a teleprompter in 80 font. It doesn't matter. He just can't give you a number. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is with that. Because he can get through some things some of the time. But he can never get through numbers. If he has to say them, he's screwed. Yeah, it's weird. Can't do it. There's like a mental block mm-hmm. of some sort. And I think mm-hmm. the mental block is, is is turned from a block into a giant wall Yeah, uh, that is impenetrable. <laughs> yeah. Because he really can't Definitely. do it. Now, let me give you some actual numbers here. Joe Biden, All right. when he started uh, in office, he was around mid-50s approval rating. And there he was, was a, as high as like 59, wasn't he? 58 or 59? Some polls. The Monmouth poll, I think he peaked at 54. Okay. But he has constantly fallen from those levels and to give you a sense it's it's very typical for a president to start their administration in somewhat of a honeymoon period you've heard that phrase before you get this sort of burst of everyone in america generally speaking the american people like the country they're willing to at least give a new president an attempt at success right like they're gonna say hey and i i'm i'm the same way like i was very confident Joe Biden was going to be a terrible president. <laughs> now, I don't know that I thought he was going to be this bad. I thought he was just going to be terrible. I can so, tell you I did not think he would be this bad. He's, he's I knew he was going to be bad, but there's no way you could have ever predicted how bad he would be. Yeah, I think I think that's true. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what I expected to be different. And I, I didn't think the withdrawal from Afghanistan yeah. would be botched as badly as it was, for right. instance. Like, yeah. I didn't think inflation would be almost 10%, uh, right, or I, the wait. real number being close to 20%. I didn't think gas prices would be $120 per barrel, which they're down from that now, but $120 yeah. a barrel? Yeah, to use that, and the reason why, because you might say, how could you not think Biden was going to be this bad? Here's my, my two-part answer to that. One is we went through the Obama administration where you have a guy who I think arguably was more committed to the ideology than Joe Biden is. Uh, A guy with 60 Mm -hmm. votes in the Senate, a filibuster-proof majority, who of course did spend lots of money and launch a bunch of new programs, and we didn't see inflation like that at that time, right? Right. So like you think, okay, Biden has less support in Congress, is less convincing of a speaker. Uh, you know, obviously everyone loved Obama back in the day on the left. Mm-hmm. And so you'd think he'd get less done. And while he might be as bad as Obama, it might not be worse than that. Secondarily, I would say, you know, as a guy who who went through the Obama administration, who was in, in, the, in the Obama administration, Biden was obviously a guy who was far left but never seemed as committed to that ideology as, as Obama was or many people around him. Instead, what he has done has, is try to run this as if AOC is president. I mean, like, really, he has been, yeah. not only has he been a bad, incompetent president, which I you know, largely would have predicted pretty easily, I think, he has been much farther left than even the, the president he served under. Uh, at least yeah. i don't know if that's actually that's accurate he, at least he has governed that way and mm-hmm. he's governed that way with razor thin majorities mm-hmm. you know he's tried to pass six trillion dollars of build back better spending with 50 senators and then he talks about how frugal he's been <laughs> 
<laughs> he didn't get that done. Unbelievable. You know, and he tried to get three point five trillion done. Then he tried to get one point eight trillion done. He's tried over, over and over and over. He spent yep. one point nine trillion on COVID nonsense that we did not need at that time. He then got the Republicans to come along for another one point one trillion of infrastructure spending that we did not need. Uh, and he's gone through all of this, and he's been. While the the general direction of incompetence, I think, was predictable with someone like Joe Biden, who's never really succeeded at anything in his entire life. I mean, the guy's been a, a complete failure at everything he's attempted in his entire life. Mm-hmm. So this is what you get when you when you select someone like that. But like he has been much, much more incompetent than I could have imagined. I, I mean, I, I honestly believe if you picked a random stranger off the street and put him in office, he could not be worse than Joe Biden is. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of this might just be because at times he's completely tuned out. But I, I think that if that stereotype were, were true all the time, it, things would be going better. You know, if, if he handed this off to leftists who were generally professionalized at what they were doing, you know, some of these advisors who were around him, if he handed off the presidency completely to those people, I think things would be going better because at mm. least those people would be able to do things in some relatively competent fashion. Afghanistan is the perfect example of that, Pat. We all knew the, what the left wanted out of Afghanistan. They wanted to get out of there as soon as possible. They didn't, they don't, you know, they don't prioritize our defense. We all know the way that they act and a lot of us were on board with hey eventually this needs to end but mm. like the way they did it was was just pure and utter incompetence fueled by an ideology that blinded them from any of the downsides and that sort of thing is it's almost impossible to predict it, 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 it's almost as if you've hired someone who's intentionally trying to destroy the country that's what it feels like at times yes with, with joe biden which it, it, there's a question we ask almost every day on on pat gray unleashed which happens immediately before the show live and then anytime you want on on your podcast. But uh, if you were trying to destroy the country, what would you do differently? Yeah. And I can't think of anything. No. I mean, they're, they've covered all the bases and then some. I mean, after it's one thing to spend $1.9 trillion on, on stuff we didn't need when you come into your administration. Almost mm-hmm. every administration seems to get one bill like that at the beginning. Like, you know, the, the stimulus plan with Obama. Everyone seems to have that one bill that they get passed at the beginning. The tax cuts for Trump. Like, everyone gets mm-hmm. one through, it seems. So he gets the $1.9 trillion through fine. Like, obviously, it's not fine at all. But, like, we kind of expect that. And, but that was really before inflation started hitting. In a, in a noticeable way in the statistics, it was happening. I think it was bubbling under. You saw, you know, things like cryptocurrency react to it, right? And have that big run um, that kind of led those numbers, but it didn't lead the spending. The spending was there. It started, obviously, in 2020 with the COVID stuff initially. And then once we the country had already started bouncing back, people were going back to work. We spent another $2 trillion on it. So that was really... The thing where Democratic economists were coming out and saying, guys, I'm with you on a lot of this stuff, but you got to stop, right? Mm -hmm. People who were Mm -hmm. in the Obama administration, the Treasury Secretary in the Obama administration came out and said, hey, guys, you do this now, we're going to have massive inflation. But okay, they get that through. Then the inflation happens. They do the infrastructure bill, and then he still wants multiple trillions of dollars of spending 
after we've seen the results, after the inflation has happened, after everybody's already paying the price for this, they still want to spend multiple trillions of dollars. So there's this weird intersection where President Biden stands in the middle of every single day between complete and utter incompetence and an odd ideological lock that's immovable by facts. You know, we everyone goes back to, you know, Chairman Mao, right, who's like, yeah, look, uh, things aren't going so well, but we just keep pushing through. You know, yeah, sure, 10 million died. Uh, and, you know, let's keep we, let's keep going. And eventually this will turn around. And they just keep going and going and going and going and going. That sort of ideological dedication to this ridiculous spending and these terrible ideas is fascinating from Biden. And then his execution of it is always terrible. So those two things combine to the lowest approval rating ever recorded from any president up until this day of the presidency this is now he's he's surpassed trump who was the other guy who had a low approval rating and again the asterisk is always there with trump because he started without the honeymoon period he's his his approval rating was literally the entire time he was president never above 50 percent so he started much lower than these other presidents because he came in obviously as a pretty divisive figure uh, he just never approval rating was never his thing, right? That's not how mm-hmm. he won the presidency. That's not how he governed. He never he never tried to be this like broad base. Hey, everybody come together. Guy, he was a guy who said, "Look, this is what I believe, and this is what I'm going to do." And that's what a, a lot of people on, on on the conservative side liked about him, right? He just didn't he didn't care. Well, that's not what Biden ran at. He's ran as the opposite of that. A guy who was supposed to bring the country together. He was this big uniter. He was going to bring everybody together. So he started at 54%. Um, by summer, he was down in the mid-40s. Then you had Afghanistan go on. He dropped down to 42%. And then since the end of the year, 42 40%, 39%, 39%, 38%. And then, yet again, another new low. This is the Monmouth Bowl, 36% approval rating. This is, again, lower than any other president at this point in their presidency in recorded history, going back to, I believe it's Truman. So, pretty incredible. If he could just communicate better what he's done, though, his his message (laughs) just needs to be communicated better. And then I think he'd skyrocket. You do? Yeah. Now, do you think he could clear these numbers? Because let me give you the breakdowns by parties. All right. Okay. 3% (laughs) approval by Republicans. Now, that is... three? Three. Three percent? Oh, I've never seen that. I don't think we've ever seen that, have we? You might say that's not so good. Okay. (laughs) Now, I'm going to say right off the bat, that doesn't seem good. It doesn't. I'm going to allow you to believe that. Okay. But it's not two or one, which are the uh, the other lower options. Or zero. It could be zero percent. That's a good spin on that, Stu. So it's three percent, which is much better than the alternatives of zero, one, or two. Okay. Okay. Yes. It's bad. 50% 50% higher than two. Now, independents, though, mm-hmm. must absolutely love him. <laughs> they love him. Absolutely love him. Now, you might say, what you, what you in a stereotypical world, what you might get is a 0% approval rating from Republicans, 100% uh-huh. from Democrats, and 50% from independents, right? That might yes. be what you'd expect. Independents, 29%. Now, that is That's catastrophic levels. Abysmal. A cat, uh, it's catastrophic. It is. Yeah, a lot is. of these people are Democrats Jeez. who just kind of say they're independents. Like, you know, I, I, I'm i a registered independent. 
obviously I'm conservative and do not vote for Democrats, but I am a registered independent. I'm, you know, I've been that for my entire life. So I would fall into the category of independent. And so this is true for both sides. There's a lot of people who register as independent. They're not necessarily in a party, but mm-hmm. they have real leanings. Those people are included in that 29%. So there's a lot of Democrats essentially in there and they, they are counting in that 29%. But this Incredible. actually might be the most disturbing one, and it's not going to sound that bad, but only 74% of Democrats approve. And those numbers, to give you context of that, is about where Nixon was among Republicans when he left office. Wow. Uh, only about, about 70% approval rating for, for mm. Nixon when he left office among Republicans. So your party basically doesn't abandon you, right? You're always going to have most of those people with you. It's impossible to get it lower not impossible. I shouldn't put it past Biden, but it's very difficult to get it any lower than this. This is basically your bottom. It's really hard mm-hmm. to get your approval rating down to 74% among the party that elected you. It just, just right. doesn't happen very often. And here we are at 74%. You start getting that into the 60s. And I don't know. There will be that talk. And I think a lot of it depends on what happens in this election coming up. As to whether he's the candidate in 2024. And they definitely, uh, already they don't want him. Yeah, we should get into some of they that maybe today. They don't want him. There's some, big, there's some big stories that have come yeah. out recently on this. A bunch of celebrities called the White House, and they had this little call that they've been doing where, hey, guys, what if you guys do some TikTok videos? You guys can post some TikTok videos. Here's what we'd like you to say in your TikTok videos to support the administration. Now, this oh has gosh. been going on for a while, but now those celebrities are like, <laughs> why? Why are we going to do that? You, what are you doing for us? Like, yeah. they're fighting back. Um but like if this election goes as badly as it may for Democrats, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to see, I think, a real push for someone like Gavin Newsom to be the candidate uh, instead of Joe Biden. I don't think they're going to push for Kamala. No, I don't think so either. Why? Uh, because she's a black woman. The only reason. <laughs> they're racist. Yeah, they're exactly. racist. Triple eight, seven, two, seven. Back. The Glenn Beck Program. Ever since he tried the Rough Greens for the first time, my dog, Uno, has changed. He's a completely different dog. I hear from people all the time in the audience. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of letters have come in who have had the same experience with their dog. They've heard me talk about Rough Greens on the show. They get some for themselves. And as soon as they sprinkle it on the dog's food, the dog literally wolfs it down. And it's really good for him. It's not a dog food. It's just chock full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics and omega oils that you sprinkle. Your dog needs these things to be healthy. My dog was easy. From the first time he tried Rough Greens, Uno was in love. Some dogs take a little bit to get used to the new flavor, though. Dr. Dennis Black, the inventor of Rough Greens, was on the phone with me last week. He doesn't want that to be a reason for you not to try. So right now, he's got a special gift available. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33. Put it on your dog's food and begin to watch your dog become healthier. And Stu for Glenn, uh, we got to tell you about uh, Deborah Messing and what she had to say about Joe Biden. You don't, you don't want to displease Deborah Messing, right? From Will and Grace, well, she's one of the most important voices in, in the world. 
in history. I don't want to go too far of the world. No, I don't. Okay, I don't think you can go too far when it comes to Deborah Messing. Mm -hmm. That's how important she is. She's a prominent, prominent. She's a teacher, a scholar. Yeah, you know, really genius. Genius is a great word to describe her and her her ideas. Yeah. And some of those ideas uh, we will tell you about because they're profound <laughs> and need to be understood uh, coming up soon. This is the Glenn Beck Program.